Hey, Oz. Hey, Curtis. What movie are we watching this week? Oh, we've got another uh, a trio of movie marriages involved here. We've got a combination of uh, Terminator with The Burbs. Okay. And Elvira and Elvira Mistress of the Dark. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this week we are watching Fright Night. Oh, Elvira Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> I figured she's a horror host that steps into the mainstream and yeah uh, no it hat- works it works i love it yeah. i love it <laughs> and uh the, the terminator strictly for the dance club scene alone yeah yeah that's that's that was really uh-huh. like that was the one when we talked last week where i'm like i mm-hmm. gotta get this down now it was it was for the dance club <laughs> scene that's all it was oh, it was we're it, gonna it, we're gonna escape we're gonna escape from him in this dance club and uh, yes. he's gonna follow us in there and with the exact same kind of music playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like like yeah. the 80, 80s pop synth. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't like duck into Club Noir like <laughs> like, like Sarah Connor does. Oh, <laughs> oh it would have been funny. It would have been funny if Michael Bean comes hopping out with a shotgun and realizes he's in the wrong club. And <laughs> <laughs> his, his Nikes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before my brain registered the humor of Elvira, my brain immediately went to the sexiness of Elvira. Oh well, that too. But no, I was going for the uh, yeah. for the for the Peter Vincent yes yeah you know TV the, yeah. horror host, the host. But, yeah but gets yeah. called upon to be a citizen and yes uh, yeah I love it. So. yeah your your movie marriage is, is spot on I love it <laughs> and of course the birds because it was right next door yeah because it's right next door he's the guy <laughs> All next going. door yeah so uh, welcome back to another week of let's talk about flicks the podcast where we take a monthly theme and alternate contributions. Uh, to satisfy that theme, I'm one of your hosts, Oz. And I am the other host, Curtis. And we are here with episode 50. 50! On the yes. road to 50,000. We are here with episode <laughs> 50. Uh, and we are smack dab in the middle of Man Bat Month, a month of vampire movies featuring a vampire bat. And uh, we've got uh, is 85, yeah, 1985. 1985's original Fright Night, not to be confused with the also very good. I like the uh, remake. The remake is fun. Yeah. The remake is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did a great job pulling the right cast for it. Yeah, uh, for the remake. But it was and it was a remake. And, and again, we you know we've probably touched on it a little bit in the past, but I really like it when a remake takes like the plot, but then makes it their own. Like yeah. moving him, moving him to Vegas, you know, and it's it, it was fun because it's like. People are awake all night long in Vegas, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's always something going on. Yeah, and uh, easy for a vampire to, to 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 do what he needs to do. So yeah, I do like it when they do a, a remake, but it's not like you know a like shot a sh- for shot, shot for shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, like I said pre-show, like right now in my quest to watch two scary movies a day, an average of two scary movies a day for October, uh, I'm watching Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead and. And it is, for the most part, in that shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's pr- it's but, pretty with with a, with a few character exceptions. Yeah, yeah, so, it, but, it yeah, looks yeah. very similar. Yeah, but you you're right. You've got characters with slightly different arcs. Uh, plus, like your this movie is remade like 22 years later, mm-hmm. from black and white to color. You know, and 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 so there's it there's plenty of differences between the original Night of the Living Dead and the remake, but it's still you know. Uh, is gives it his due it pays its test of itself so. uh but we're not here to talk about night of the living dead we're here to talk about tom holland's fright night uh how we <laughs> not not that tom holland <laughs> <laughs> right yeah not spider-man not spider-man tom holland he would have been i don't even think he was born in 85 so no, no god it no been him a, nope uh but no we're here to talk about fright night but before we get to that we do want to give a shout out to our patron subscribers don s and melissa l thank you yet again for your monthly patronage if you would like to support the show, you can find a link to Patreon down below where uh, you can either get your name mentioned on our lowest tier or you can have access to our bonus episodes and our secondary tier that we've not yet done because we don't have anybody that qualifies for that tier. <laughs> Melissa L. does, but I don't think Melissa L. wants to. I think she's just being generous. Well, we, we could do something special for we Melissa need, yeah, L. We, we need to do something for Melissa Whoever, whoever Melissa L. may be. Right. This, right. this mysterious, unknown person, Melissa yeah. L. 
So, uh, Melissa L., if you happen to be watching or listening, we have not forgotten you. We will put something together yes. to satisfy your your tier membership in Patreon. <laughs> and if you are thinking about joining Patreon, we're not going to forget you. We just have such low, um, such low regard for Melissa L. that we don't really care to satisfy her. <laughs> speak, <laughs> speak for yourself. It's Curtis's <laughs> job to satisfy her needs, not mine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> With that, uh, yeah, who do we have on. as our characters? <laughs> yeah, who do we have? Who do we have as characters in Friday Night? Uh, so yeah, it's Oz's week to carry the plot. So I've got the characters. I have seven characters down, although only with with four leads and three supporting characters. So the leads we have Jerry Dandridge, played by Chris Sarandon, the mm-hmm. vampire next door. We also have uh, Charlie Brewster. Played by a young William Ragsdale, who's who is next door. So, yes, yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> uh, we got Amy Peterson, played by Amanda Bierce, who from this point forward we will be referring to as Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy. <laughs> uh, referencing for those who don't know that reference, Amanda Bierce played uh, Marcy Rhodes, then Marcy Darcy on the the. <laughs> The hits at late 80s, 90s Fox sitcom Married with Children. Yeah. Married with to Jefferson Darcy. Jefferson Darcy. <laughs> uh, memory serves as she married Jefferson after like a one night, like a drunken one night stand. Which is so odd for Marcy Darcy's character. Yeah, because, because... She, she was very organized and, yes. um, you know, educated. and Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And just, and would kind of look down her nose at behavior like that. But... Mm-hmm. There she is. Yep, I remember she was over at Ag, uh, uh, Alan. I just com- combined uh, Alan Peg, Alan Peg in a one word, at an Ag's house, <laughs> at, at the Bundy residence. Right. And she's like, "What did I do? My my name's Marcy Darcy." And then Jefferson comes strolling in. Um, you know, and oh god, and I'm blanking on the name of the actor, Oz. Um, but you know, just just this beautiful what, man. What, yeah. What yeah. wasn't he? Wasn't he in Revenge of the Nerds? He was in Revenge of the Nerds. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm completely forgetting his name right now. We'll get there. Was it Ted it McGinley? Is, uh, Ted McGinley? Yeah. Is that it? There we go. Yes, Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley, the one and only Ted McGinley of Revenge yeah. of the Nerds and Married with Children fame. He's a handsome fella. He is a handsome fella. And and Marcy Darcy quickly accepted the Darcy in her last name once she, she remembered how good Jefferson Darcy looks. <laughs> yeah he, he, he played played stan gable in revenge of the nerds that's right stan gable <laughs> uh we've got peter vincent who is the elvira-esque character in this uh the host of the late night horror show kind of thing played by uh the planet of the apes is roddy mcdowell yeah the yeah. uh, peter vincent character named uh, named after peter cushing and vincent price I think was yeah, the reference it, there. Yeah, it, absolutely. Big stars of like England's big like hammer horror mm-hmm. push, uh, and so I thought that was a fun line because Peter Vin- like it fits together as yeah. a name itself. So I thought that was a nice little testament. I like yeah. that better than what a lot of movies do when they want to give cred to like horror directors and they just name their characters like Ramiro and Craven and Cronenberg. <laughs> um, or or like, like like they're walking down the street and it's like Cronenberg's where like like hardware store. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I like this better of like we'll just marry the two together. So yeah. good move. Uh we got a couple supporting characters. We have Edward Evil Ed Thompson, Charlie Brewster's best friend who is somewhere between the ages of 13 and 33 and has yet to, has <laughs> yeah. has yet to go through puberty. <laughs> right. Uh, we somewhere got, in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. We got Billy Cole who is uh Jerry's familiar or or aka roommate as he calls him. Yeah, he's his roommate, yeah. <laughs> and then we also have Judy Brewster, Charlie's mom. Who's right. there at the beginning and then who inexplicably is in the rest <laughs> of the movie. Just disappears the rest <laughs> of the movie. Like, we see the cop more often than we see her. <laughs> yeah. It's one of, one of the better things about the remake. They put Tony Collette in that role. Yeah, so it's hard to hide Tony Collette after yeah. a scene because... Yeah, the, the great it's, it's Tony, Tony Collette. It's yeah. Tony Collette. Uh-huh. All right, so that's that's the character rundown we got here. All right. What do we got for plot and Fright Night? We... We jump right into it where we've got uh, Charlie and Marcy Darcy, you know, in the bedroom, <laughs> smooching a little bit. And uh, Fright Night's on with, again, 
you know, horror host Peter Vincent. And uh, Charlie's a big fan of Fright Night. So they're watching it or whatever. Charlie gets up to, I don't know, pull the blinds or something. They're having this little back and forth about Charlie would love to, you know, he'd love more than a bunt single every time they're together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little, little tapper between the pitcher and yeah. the third baseman. He really, he really, I think, would enjoy to leg out a double once in a while. Um, <laughs> Maybe an Otis Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Charlie Brewster's he's looking to pull an Otis Nixon. <laughs> looking for looking for a triple. <laughs> but so uh so he gets up to, you know, pull the blinds or whatever, and uh, you know, basically Marcy Darcy's giving him the green light. Like she's yeah. waved him around first at this point. Yeah. But as he's looking out the window pulling the blinds, he sees he sees a couple of guys carrying a coffin through the neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. Um, Not and, something you and, expect to see when you look out the window at night. No, and and as he's as he's dialoguing what he's seeing out the window, it happens to be exactly what's on the movie that Peter Vincent's covering that week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's watching the TV and realizes that she thinks he's just watching television, and like she's sitting there in her in her bra, like she's. Yeah. You know, like she's psyching she's, herself up. Like they've been together yeah. for quite a while, and I get it. You know, teenage girl and a little mm-hmm. reluctant, and and I respect that. But it was like they've been together for quite a while, and you know, he's mentioned it, and she like, but she does. She takes her shirt off, and then like the look on her face is instantly like, I'm not. I'm you know, almost like she's like I said, she's talking herself into it. Like mm-hmm. I'm hating this. I hate this. I hate this. You know, and I'm like, put your shirt back on. You don't have to do that. Um, yeah, you know, Marcy Darcy, you, know, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Right, but then again, our last reference to Marcy Darcy is, you know, she hooked up with Jefferson and got married after one date. <laughs> so maybe this is just part of what that actress is as a performer. Is I just, I want to get straight to it. Uh, so yeah, he sees, like, oh, he sees, like I said, he sees uh, the neighbors carrying a coffin. It's very elaborate, like it's probably mm-hmm. mahogany or something. You know, they're taking it Rich into the cellar mahogany. door. <laughs> Rich mahogany. Rich um, mahogany. And so that throws him off as it is like next day or whatever he, uh, you know, he's going out front and like, it's like broad daylight and a taxi shows up and a a very, a very attractive woman gets out. Yeah. One, you could suggest she may have been a lady of the night. I don't know, you know, but, but she kind of gave off the vibe, but my first thought was like, if this is a prostitute, like you're stopping by via taxi at like. 3.30 3.30 in the afternoon. Well, and it kind of took Charlie at surprise, too. I doubt, you know, like, he was, like, walking out, like, or it's like, walking right. back from school or something like that. Yeah. And, and Hot Blonde gets dropped off by a taxi yeah. in front of his new yeah. neighbor's house. And then asks, asks Charlie if this was the right address, which, of course, oh, uh, no, that's next door. Um, <laughs> Come on, Charlie, put your thinking cap on here. Like, yeah, you're at the right place. Come on in. <laughs> Especially when just the night before you were pressuring your girlfriend into, you know, into a you know a slide into second and here's a lady that's like am i at the right house like you oh, charlie uh oh well he's there's a few <laughs> mental gaffes charlie makes throughout the movie what one of one of a couple here <laughs> and so uh you know later that night charlie's in his room and he's still very suspicious of the neighbor he hasn't met the neighbor yet very suspicious uh and you know he's looking at the window and of course then we get your 80s romantic music, which is full of saxophones and oh, horns. Yeah. 80s saxophone. And, uh, Gotta love it. <laughs> and so Charlie's looking out the window and he's watching the neighbor, like, seduce this woman. But then, like, the neighbor, we, his name's Jerry. We, know, we don't know it's Jerry yet mm-hmm. via the movie, but we know it's Jerry because we've seen it. But, like, he's making eye contact with Charlie as he's, like, necking this woman. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> almost literally there. Yeah, and so well, and, it's, and it's also it's also you have your your prototypical uh, '80s horror movie topless woman scene. Yeah, it, what I don't remember was she topless. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember. She may have been worth I, a rewatch. Worth a rewatch, I guess. I remember. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> She, as a matter of fact, she was. I remember I went back to confirm it four or five times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew but, that you would forget Oz, yeah. and I just wanted to make sure I knew definitively as, that yeah, she as was topless. As I was watching this movie with Patreon subscriber Melissa L. <laughs> <laughs> right. hang, hang on, Patreon subscriber Melissa L. I need to rewind it again to confirm, just for right. my notes. 
Because I don't think Oz is going to remember. If I know Oz, I know he's going to forget about this, so i got to carry this scene. <laughs> it's for the show. We're doing it's, it for the show. <laughs> this is for professional purposes. Yeah. You didn't want to make the same mistake Charlie Brewster made by not no. taking advantage of, of no, the opportunity. No, no you, of you. You, you don't want to pull a Brewster. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's pulling. So, it's like pulling exactly. a Munson. It's like pulling him. I was thinking Munson. that too. It's like pulling a Munson. You, it's a Brewster Munson himself. You don't, don't want to Brewster yourself. <laughs> so Charlie, you know, he backs away and like, and Jerry Dandridge pulls down the shade or whatever, and then we hear a scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Charlie now is he's really onto it. One, he loves horror films and he loves. Fright Night. Two, he watched them carry a coffin in. Three, he just heard a woman next door scream, hey, if it looks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it must be a vampire. Yep. So Char- Charlie's convinced because the next day on the news, like she was missing. Um, mm-hmm. And so he is, he's convinced Jerry Dandridge, our neighbor, is a vampire and he's responsible for all of these disappearances. He tells his mom. His mom's just like, oh, Jerry, you know, or not Jerry, Charlie. Uh, she says basically, oh, Jerry, later. She's pretty infatuated with him. She is. Uh, but not enough so to actually become victimized by him. We thought she would be at one point, but no. Uh, so then Charlie talks to talks to his girlfriend, Marcy Darcy, and this is mm-hmm. where we also meet evil Ed, Ed Thompson. <laughs> so he talks to them, and he's like, I, I think the neighbor's a vampire. And, of course, they're just like, you know, Charlie, I think you're a little ridiculous. And then, of yeah. course, Ed... Ed you know, Ed, who cranks his actor, his acting up to 11 for every scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he goes, you're so crazy, Brewster. Uh, and so realizing that he doesn't have any help from his mom, his girlfriend, and his friend, he calls the cops. Yeah. You know? Which is, which is what you do if you suspect yeah, your neighbor's right, a like, vampire. Really, outside of passing up the opportunity to let the, 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 late, the, bl- the hot blonde know that she's at the right house... Like this, Charlie really hasn't made too many gaffes yet. He recognizes something's off in the neighborhood and he's doing his due diligence to report what he thinks is mm-hmm. something that's nefarious. Uh, so the, you know, um, the detective shows up. Uh, he didn't tell the detective that he thinks the neighbor's a vampire. He just says he thinks the neighbor's responsible for the missing people. Yeah. So the detective shows up. Uh, they're going to question Jerry. Jerry just happens to be out away on business. Um, and so the cops talking to the roommate, Billy, Billy Cole. Um, Charlie finally breaks down because he's so frustrated and said, you know, he says that he's suspicious that Jerry's a vampire. And of course the cop, the detective is now angry because he thinks he's been yeah. goofing around. Um, and so, you know, just Charlie's being very careful. Uh, but again, nobody believes him that he thinks his neighbor is. a Well, vampire. I mean, who would believe him? Understandably. You know? Yeah. I mean, because this, this is, a, again, we've talked about this even last week. This is a scenario where vampires exist in folklore. Mm-hmm. They exist in movies. So, therefore, like, the rules of vampirism are there. But there's no such thing as vampires. So, nobody actually needs to put them to use. But Charlie's yeah. ready. The next, uh, you know, the next night. No, I guess it was that night. Um mm-hmm. He was just really surprised. Like his mom calls him downstairs, and he, he had uh, been like nailing his windows closed. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like he's doing. He's trying to protect himself. Mom calls him downstairs, and uh, and they're sitting in the seat like Doctor Claw. We only see his arm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she... he, he he was menacingly petting a cat at the same time, <laughs> right, yeah. and it's, his his arm was metal too. It was yeah. weird. <laughs> But no, sitting there in, in like the high back chair is is Jerry, and Mom's like, I invited him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Charlie is now really freaked out because he knows it, vampires cannot enter your home unless they're invited. Mm-hmm. Now his mom's invited him, and Jerry Jerry knows that Charlie's on to him. Yeah, but Jerry also knows that nobody believes Charlie. Yeah, and so I go ahead. I love how Jerry's just kind of like like rubbing it in Charlie's face. Oh like, yeah! Like now I, that your mom's invited me over, I can come by anytime I want. Right? Yeah, that's just like, what I was gonna say. I, I love that line. Yeah. It was just so matter of fact. Like yeah. like you and I know, and you can't do anything to stop me because nobody uh-huh. believes you. Um, and so uh, Jerry visit visits Charlie at his house. Like he he does. I'll come back mm-hmm. anytime. Next thing you know, Char- Jerry ends up in Charlie's bedroom. 
and basically gives him a choice. Listen, you're going to ignore me and what I do, or I'm going to kill everybody that's important to you. Yeah. Um, of course, Charlie, you know, he's not going to handle that well. He refuses. I mean, he, he, he flashes a, a, a crucifix at Jerry and it works, Jerry. And this is the one part it's not in my three, two ones, but I, I, mm-hmm. I thought Chris Sarandon did an excellent job as, as you know, even like your like human form vampire. And even as you're like vamped out vampire, but the yeah. one part of his vampiric performance that drove me nuts throughout the whole movie was his reaction to a crucifix because <laughs> I couldn't tell it, like just the, the moaning that he makes that his eyes get all big. Like it was like, he played everything so cool that when he would do these reactions to a crucifix, it seemed so over the top that he was mocking him, but he never was mocking him. <laughs> it was... So, so you don't like Chris Sarandon's cruci- crucifix reaction acting? No, no, okay. that would be just if we just did for, a, just for yes. clarity. Okay, if if we did a three three ones, that would be my third. Uh, okay, but... got it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he flashes a crucifix at him. Uh, and Jerry, he tries to murder Charlie. He tries to push yeah. him out a window. I mean, he's choking him out. He's got him hanging over the window. Jerry just happened, or I'm going to do this the whole show. Jerry and Charlie eh. switched their names. Uh, Charlie apparently had a pencil in his hand anyway. I don't, like, I don't remember him picking one up, but he, uh, he stabs, he stabs Jerry in the hand. Of course, it's like a little wooden stake. Um, yeah, just goes right through his hand. Right, stabs him in the hand, and that's enough. Like it gets it gets Jerry to back off and leave, uh, you know, because he's he's fought back against the vampire. Uh, Jerry though doesn't leave without retaliation as he like destroys Charlie's car, um, yeah. and then calls Charlie on the phone and basically threatens him again. Like, you, okay, you you've made your bed, uh, you're gonna have to die in it, um, and so it's on. Charlie knows about Jerry, and it's and it's official. And yeah. Jerry is, he realizes that getting Charlie out of the picture is not maybe necessarily going to be as easy as he was ex- as yeah. or as expecting it to be. But to Charlie, it's just a matter of time at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Charlie needs help. So he goes to the studio to find Peter Vincent, his hero, the horror host and, and star of many hammer horror-esque vampire yes. movies yeah so he, Peter... he's essentially talking about his own movies yes it's basically <laughs> he's hosting, yeah it would be like if if it'd be like if sven gooley starred in the movies that he talked yeah. about um <laughs> and so uh so he goes and he just happens to catch peter at a really bad time as peter is like he's just been fired um you know so you know peter is he's an actor He's yeah. an actor it's all and he a is. horror host. Yeah, he doesn't believe in all of this, you know, all the fables of vampire. Like, he doesn't yeah. believe in monsters. He does it because it pays the bills and it's he just got fired. Yeah. So he's very dismissive of Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I love the exchange where he's like, um, do, you want a, do you want an autograph? And Charlie just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, Peter's just very taken aback by, like, well, why are you here? Well, I need your help. You know, my neighbor's a vampire and I need you. You're a vampire hunter. And he just dismisses him like you're yeah. nuts. Um, and so, you know, Charlie is, he's still confiding in Marcy Darcy. Um, you know, she is, you know, she's supportive. She loves her boyfriend. Yeah. And, and Jerry or, did it again. Charlie is, you know, just, he's beside himself. He, he feels threatened. He feels mm-hmm. like his days are numbered and he's got nowhere to turn. Yeah. Um, so Amy, then she go. Sorry, Marcy Darcy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. more the more important correction. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to confuse people by introducing this Amy character. No, her uh, name's Marcy Darcy. <laughs> Marcy Darcy. So Marcy Darcy, uh, she goes to visit Peter Vincent, um, and uh, and so she hires she pays him. Like yeah. he's he's nope he's dismissive of her as well because he's gonna go. He was moving somewhere to take a new job or something, and um, and she's like, I'll pay you how much so she just first number she throws out he's like okay i'll do it <laughs> he's yeah. so desperate well, i mean yeah, he's desperate for money he just got right. fired and so, so, so the plan is they're they're gonna try to trick charlie yeah. right yeah yeah we're gonna trick charlie uh into proving that jerry is not a vampire by doing some of the things we're gonna have him drink holy water but it's just tap water mm-hmm. um so we have this we have this event where 
there's a little dinner party kind of thing going on. And uh, mom's hosting, of course. And it's and Jerry's invited over. And Charlie, Charlie's brought Peter Vincent. Um, and they're all sitting around the table. And I think, I think, is are Ed and Marcy Darcy there? I don't remember. Um, I, well, they're, I think they're, ne- they're next door at Jerry's, aren't they? Oh, well, yeah, it was at Jerry's. Jerry yeah. invites them over. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Ed, yeah, it was, yeah, Charlie, Peter, Amy, or Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy. <laughs> and Ed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so they're all over at Jerry's. We're going to just bury the hatchet, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start yeah. this over. And so, um, you know, we're going to prove that Jerry's not a vampire. And so they start by giving him holy water. Which was just tap water. You know, it wasn't blessed by anyone. But if we tell them it's holy water. um, And so, you know, they try that. It doesn't work. Um, You know, and so they they go through all your typical things. uh, And it's just, it's not working. Yeah. Until um, Peter Vincent's looking at his little, like, compact mirror at something. And he notices Jerry behind him is not casting a reflection. Uh-oh. And so now Peter is like, oh boy. Um, so he panics you know, and basically runs par- out. Yeah, yeah. he panics. He drops the mirror, picks up the shards, runs out. It, Jerry's really not aware of what just happened. But Peter is now like, he's fleeing for his life. Um, so yeah, Peter just, you know, discovers that, he's, that he really is a vampire. Um, and Jerry realizes... Because they find, like, he's walking through the house and he steps on a shard of the glass. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realizes, you know, oh. I picked up a, Oh, now that's Peter knows. That's why Peter was so quick to leave. Right. And so, you know, everybody's kind of frustrated. Peter took off. You know, Charlie is still dead set on him being a vampire. Ed and Marcy are just very dismissive of it. You know, they all are walking home. Which I thought, they're walking Marcy Darcy home. Um you know, because it's like, good Charlie lived right next door. He didn't have to travel far. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ed, Ed wanders off. He's like, I'm going to go this way. You know, you walk her home. I'm going home. <laughs> dark, through and, this uh, dark, steamy alley. <laughs> exactly. Through, through, through the most 80s alley possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure, yeah, it's like smoky or foggy in that one alley. I'm sure this is the same alley that Pee Wee walked behind to get to, to the, <laughs> the, like the psychic <laughs> to yep. tell him about the Alamo. Only it wasn't <laughs> raining at the time. Alamo. Um, <laughs> so uh, so Ed's walking by himself and Jerry's hunting him down. Mm-hmm. And uh, a fun sequence. Fun it was sequence. It, yeah, yeah, fun and it was it was creepy. Like it, you know, it just kept popping up where, you know, around corners or whatever. And he finally gets Ed cornered and he just he he offers him eternal life he offers him vampire and he just he relates to him hey i know what it's like to be an outsider i know what it's like to be looked over and stepped upon and mm-hmm. all these things you know he's really touching into uh ed's personality yeah and all and all of the you know just the differences that make him an outcast and uh and extends his hand and offers him hey i can turn you into a vampire and you'll never have to worry about this stuff again yeah and he and gets Ed, Ed to buy in. He does. And Ed does. He buys in. Um, and so, you know, kind of a cool scene. He turns, he turns Ed. We hear, we cut back to, to Charlie and Marcy Darcy. We hear Ed scream. Of course, he'd faked being bitten once already. Yeah. And so, you know, Marcy's like, it's just Ed screwing around. You know, let's just ignore him. So they're walking back. Kind of a lot of action stuff going on here. Um, you know, Ed shows up at Peter Vincent's apartment yep uh knocking on the door let me in let me in he's chasing me down of course you know he knows i'm sure jerry told him that he sent him on that mission told so you know ed is aware that peter believes um Mm -hmm. so you know peter lets ed in and ed vamps out on him yeah uh this is another kind of cool sequence um and so you know he's he's attacked peter vincent peter just happens to get his hand on a crucifix applies it to his forehead, burns this kind of like, you know, altered cross into his forehead. Pretty yeah. cool effect, really. Yeah, it looks looks um, like an X after, yeah, I mean, just with the yeah. angle he put it on there, yeah. Yeah, he kind of branded his forehead. Uh, and so meanwhile, while that fight's going on at Peter's house, Jerry's chasing Charlie and Marcy Darcy through town. Another cool sequence where yeah. he just, you know, you do it with depth and some blur, but you just have, you know, a guy step out from around the corner that looks mm-hmm. like Jerry. It's like, they just can't escape him. So they end up like 
going through this back window of a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Hence the Terminator reference. Yep. Um, <laughs> they and Linda Hamilton run in there. <laughs> right. So, uh, so they're they're in the nightclub. Charlie and Marcy Darcy, and they sit down and think they're no, we're safe. We're safe among all yep. these people. Yeah, he can uh, so, attack us here. Right. So Charlie has Marcy Darcy. You sit here. I'm gonna go call the police. Uh, Jerry shows up and they see that he's there, but they, again, yeah. they feel they're safe. Jerry shows up and he completely hypnotizes Marcy Darcy, who yeah, he does. we did. We did find out earlier when, when Jerry meets Marcy Darcy for the first time that she coincidentally looks exactly like his long lost love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he's now smitten with her, um, you know, much like Dracula was smitten with Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. uh, that the one I, my one true love is now you. Um, and so, you know, I got to go with that. So Charlie's calling the police. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Marcy Darcy and Jerry are out grinding on the dance floor. Um, I think they were doing the cha-cha slide. I think uh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun scene to replace the music of that with, with like the Casper slide. <laughs> two hops, two hops. <laughs> right foot, let's stomp. <laughs> Cha-cha, real smooth. It would be fun. That, that, would, be, that would be fun. <laughs> and so Jerry hypnotizes Marcy Darcy um, and, and he bites her. Like he... he he takes her, he turns her there, bites her there. Uh, Charlie then chases him out of the nightclub. Um, apparently, Billy Cole's been parked out front in the Jeep for a while. <laughs> um, because they hop in and like he's taken Marcy and it's Billy driving and Jerry's there and, and Evil Ed's in the back, you know, howling mm-hmm. out. I'm gonna pause you for a second there, Oz. On the way out yep. of the out of the dance club, there's a fun oh. secret with the security guards. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so like they one a security guard kind of catches on as Charlie's trying to confront Jerry and get him, to, you know, to get Jerry to let go of Marcy Darcy. Right. And um, and uh, Jerry kind of semi vamps out right there, like he like he pops his claws and his eyes yeah. go red, and he slashes like a security guard across the neck. Yeah. And then another bigger security guard comes and runs up, and Jerry just picks him up by the throat and tosses yeah. him across the dance yeah, floor. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't quite like, yeah, it was again another Terminator esque reference. It was, yeah. you know, it was Schwarzenegger showing up with his machine gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he he does. He vamped out. I forgot about that. Um, and so where do I, where am I at? My notes here. Uh, all right, we're, so we're back at Jerry's. Yeah. We're back at we're back at Jerry. Well, not quite back at Jerry's. Charlie now has lost everybody, so he goes back to Peter for help yeah. again. Um, you know, I need your help. Well, Peter now is not only did he, I mean, he believes Jerry, but now he's gone face to face with a vampire, mm-hmm. and so he initially refuses. Like he's already packing his bags. I'm out of here. Uh, and so, but he does realize because he's got a heart that you do need my help. Like. Yeah. You know, so he he reluctantly takes upon his vampire killer role. Yes, he um, basically talks, literally talks himself into it. <laughs> yeah, he does. And so now we are back at Jerry's. Um, in it, and uh, and so the two of them confront Jerry. Jerry basically meets him on the stairs. Uh, and and Peter Vincent's going all out with his like hammer horror vampire yeah. killer. Um, yeah, he's he's fallen into character. <laughs> he's pulled he's pulled out a crucifix. And Jerry just laughs at him. And he's like, that only works if you have faith. Mm-hmm. And you got to believe and you don't. And he, he could tell he doesn't, he's, he's scared. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not going to work on me. Um, and so, uh, Charlie, you know, he pulls one out and again, Jerry, you know, in my, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> you know, over, overstates his frustration. Um, and he retreats. You know, Jerry retreats because Charlie, Charlie's even got this smug look on his face like, but I believe Jerry. And, you know. <laughs> um, and so this is where Billy shows up. And uh, it's kind of another fun little scene. Yeah. Billy shows up and knocks Charlie over the banister. Um, and Peter, t- oh, wait, am I there yet? No, no, not yet. They come back to this. Charlie shows up, knocks Peter over the banister. And, uh, oh my gosh. I think, I think Billy Charlie's Charlie. already there. Yeah, B- too many too many people whose names end in Y. Why? Yeah, Charlie, Billy, <laughs> Billy Jerry, shows up. Marcy Darcy. Billy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, um, you know, Billy shows up, 
throws Charlie over the banister and Peter freaks out and leaves. He flees to Charlie's house next door. When he gets to Charlie's house, this is where we get another cool fight scene between he and Ed. Yes. Ed comes around the corner as a wolf. So he's like, he's vamped out on wolf. Like he's like really work. He's like ran up the ranks of vampirism very quickly. Yeah, he did. it It was just earlier that night that he just got bit. And now he's suddenly... Oh, I know how to transform into a wolf. Mastered um, animal transformation. Right. Yeah. So he's an animorph now. Um, <laughs> a manimal. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ed attacks as a wolf. And, uh, you know, um, Peter's holding a broken table leg. It ends up uh, puncturing Ed, basically staking him. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that's he, he kills Ed. He removes the stake from Ed's body. It almost like recharges Peter's faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so now I'm going back over to Jerry's. I'm going to go battle that. I'm going to go rescue Charlie. <clears throat> Meanwhile, after getting knocked over the banister, Billy uh, and Jerry, they throw Charlie in a locked in room with Amy, who's been bitten, but is not quite full on vampire yet. Yeah. Like if she can make it through the night and feed, then she's full out. So yeah. it was, we're going to throw you in here with Marcy Darcy. I called her Amy a minute ago. We're going <laughs> to throw that? her in. No, I don't know. <laughs> New character. So we lock Charlie in with Marcy Darcy, who's turning into a vampire. Um, you know, and, the, and Peter frees Charlie before she fully awakes and tells him, hey, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and so he tells him, hey, if we can kill Jerry before the night's over, before dawn, then we can save Marcy Darcy. Uh, and, you know, and so Charlie likes that idea. So let's go do that. So this is where they have the showdown with Billy. Yeah. This was cool. I, I did like the effects of this. So uh, Billy shows up. They shoot Billy. He tumbles down the stairs. And then they're talking over their plan as Billy then sits up again behind yep. him. Uh, and comes back up the stairs. He's he's undead. He's an undead familiar, basically. Uh, so then... So he's uh, more like zombie mummy yeah. than, than he is yeah. vampire. Right. And and so they uh, they hit they hit him with a with a crucifix too, though. Because uh, am I right? Is that what they got it with? Or they um, stake him? I don't remember. Uh, they drove a Charlie drives a wood plank into his chest, is what I have. Yeah, okay, that's good. As again, like I told you pre show, this is like six movies ago for me, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, I lose track of my, my momentary kills. Um, and I think to keep the R rating, they changed uh, it wasn't red blood that poured out of Billy, it was like, yeah, this, it, was, like gr- it was like green ooze that just it was started. like green ooze and sand, like yeah, it was it just to sand, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So, yeah, they stake him and he just basically melts. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was still very graphic, but again, not a lot, not bloody. So, yeah. you know, it, it was really, it was no worse than Raiders of the Lost Ark, like opening the covenant mummies faces melting, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's that kind of effect. So he's melting. You see bone. I did. I love it. Like sand just starts pouring out of his shirt yeah. sleeves. Um, and so, yeah, so Billy's gone. He's a goner now. Uh, Peter, um, you know, so Peter basically lures because Jerry now is he's overconfident. He doesn't think Peter believes in anything. So Peter lures Jerry in front of a window. It's just really cool stained glass. Yeah. Um, you know, lures him into this in front of this window um, using a crucifix. But now it works because he's regained faith and he's renewed yeah. faith in his abilities. He believes now. So now he's full. He's he's you know, he's it's like in um. It's like in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Like he's now leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> you have leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's how I feel. Uh, I feel this is almost like at this point, it's almost like a live action Castlevania of sorts. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, Charlie, you know, uh, Peter's refound his faith and they've got, they've got Jerry cornered now. Like yeah. Jerry is, he's locked in. Uh, the sun's starting to rise. Yep, Dawn's Je- coming. And here we get the qualify the qualification for the month. Jerry transform into a bat, um, and then just attacks Peter and Charlie uh, before in the, in he flees. In this big like this big rat or like rat bat form. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. 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 It's very practical. Uh, you know, there's some puppet on a you know yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, attacks and then he flees, uh, flies down to the basement to secure himself in the coffin. Um, so, but fight's not over. Charlie and uh, mm-hmm. Peter pursue him. We got to finish him off. Yeah. Uh, you know, Peter breaks open the coffin that Jerry's in. He's just about to stake him through the heart. Charlie and Marcy Darcy are kind of battling really mm. cool effects on Marcy Darcy. Like she's oh, fully yeah. vamped, fully vamped out now. That, that huge um, jaw and mouth. Yeah. It reminded me, what's that WWE wrestler that used to wear a mask that kind of looked like that? Um, like he wasn't old, like he's still a fairly current guy. Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't watch recent wrestling, but I mm. remember seeing it doesn't matter, but he, he just, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think it was Greg. Uh, I think it was Greg the Hammer Valentine. I, I think it was, it was Marty yeah. Jannetty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big boss man. <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp showed up. <laughs> I'm gonna get as many Iron Mike Sharp references. That, as yeah, as yeah, that's, that's another one. We'll keep we'll keep rolling with the Iron Mike Sharp train. <laughs> and so Charlie's fighting off Marcy Darcy, and uh, Peter's just about to stake him. Uh, Charlie kind of calls for him, um, and now it's just a series of. You know they're trapped. They're fighting Jerry, but they—they're—it's now dawn. They're and uh, like Charlie breaks a breaks a, uh, a window, which lets a lot of light in, and we basically get an ending of this movie, very similar to the ending of last week. Yep. From dusk till dawn. Of let's just get as many opportunities to bring sunlight into the basement as possible. There are an immense amount of basement windows in this house. Yeah. Yes, there are. <laughs> How deep underground is this basement? <laughs> it's not very deep. And on top of that, it's like more the of a, found more of a crawl space than a basement. Right. <laughs> and, the, and, and apparently the foundation is set on windowsills. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's no brick foundation. No, no. It is. So load, once you get a, yeah, it's load, load bearing, bearing windows. <laughs> exactly. Load bearing windows. Uh, and so it destroys him. Like there's enough sunlight in now that yeah. Jerry gets destroyed. Uh, fast forward a few minutes later, we've saved Marcy Darcy. Uh, you know, Charlie and Marcy Darcy are back in his room. It's it's basically restarting the movie. Yeah. They're back in his room now. Like they're full on. Hey, we're major league baseball players now. <laughs> uh, you know, they're about to go Aaron Judge on the moment. And. Uh, and, you know, Peter's back on Fright Night. I don't know how he got rehired in a few days, but he's been rehired. Yep. <laughs> like, like there really was, like, no public notification of an actual vampire in town. They handled it all under the radar. Yeah. But somehow, you know, a few nights later, the television studio realized we gave up our, like... We didn't have anything else to fill the slot. <laughs> yeah. We can't afford Mama's family syndication anymore, so... <laughs> right. right, like, I don't know what we're going to do. Um... And so he's back, but he's switched. I like this too. I, this was kind of a fun little thing that like Peter Vincent has switched. He's no longer going to do vampire movies. He's going to switch over to alien movies Yeah, and you know, creatures from outer space. Um, so they're about to, you know, Charlie and Marcy Darcy, they're about to hook up or whatever. Charlie gets up to turn off the TV and he sees some red eyes in the house next door, Jerry's mm-hmm. house, but he just dismisses it because again, he's not passing up another opportunity to, to pull an Otis Nixon. Um, and so, but now we kind of end with some laughter. Well, we actually end with evil Ed, uh, yep. you know, telling Brewster how cool he is, which we know Ed's dead. So I really don't know what that thrown in there for, but we do have a new neighbor that has just moved in fade to black. And that ladies and gentlemen is 1985's fright night. There it is folks. At this point in the show, Oz and I each give our own unique rating to the film. When we've been talking about Oz, how would you rate fright night? I'd give this seven and a half vampire familiars. <laughs> seven and a half. The top yeah, half or the, or the bottom half? <laughs> uh, just like the right half. The right half. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. these are hot. I'm going to cut them hot dog, not hamburger stuff. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I want, ways. actually, I want, I want seven Billy Coles and one Guillermo. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Love it. Uh, How about you? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with 89 Humperdinks, the other big <laughs> the other big Chris right. Sarandon role. Yeah, yeah. 89. <laughs> that's not that's not divisible by six, by the way. No, no, it's not. <laughs> 89 Prince Humperdinks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not 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 to be confused with Count Rugens. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Count Rugen. <laughs> you have six fingers on your right hand. I do love Humperdink. Yeah. 
Uh, next up, folks, we had Outside Insight, where Oz and I each take some unprofessional review we found by scouring the interwebs, and we present <laughs> that said review to you, the viewer slash listener, and make fun of it. Oz, yep. what is your Outside Insight? Uh, mine is a half-star review that I found on Letterboxd from Bobby Bubblebath. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Bubble Bath. Bobby I, Bubble Bath. I, I think he was actually Greg the Hammer Valentine's tag team partner. <laughs> he was. Yeah, yeah, not to be confused with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yes, another triple triple B. Yeah. Bobby Bubble Bath. <laughs> that would have been a really sweet wrestler. I, I think that that was the that was his proto name before he became yeah. Brutus the Barber Beef, Beefcake. Yeah, I was thinking it was his name before before he became Typhoon. It was, <laughs> tugboat. It was Bobby Tug, Bubble Bath. <laughs> tugboat, tugboat Thomas. <laughs> tugboat Thomas. Tugboat Thomas. So a half star review by Bubbly Bobble Bath. Say that five times real fast. I, him too. Bobby Bubble Bath. <laughs> uh, I wish there was a way to send an alert to everyone on Letterbox warning them not to watch a movie because it sucks butt. Kind of like an amber. <laughs> Kind of like an Amber Alert, but instead of informing you of a kidnapped kids nearby, it just lets you know that movies are going to kidnap your time. <laughs> <laughs> kidnap your time. <laughs> right. This movie walked into my house, took me, threw me in the back of a, of a windowless van. I laugh because I don't think Bobby Bubblebath understands how Amber Alerts work. Like, no. Like, <laughs> it's not It's not a warning. It's that it, it already happened. Like, yes. You can't throw out an Amber Alert. This isn't like Minority Report where it's like, you know, the pre-crime unit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's already been stolen and kidnapped. You yes. don't get to throw an Amber Alert saying, warning, kidnapper in the area. No, it's you're at you're responding to something. <laughs> exactly. So his is like Amber Alert, guys. This movie's gonna steal your time. Well, guess what? You can't avoid it because otherwise, yeah. there's no need for the Amber Alert. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, Bobby Bubble Bath. <laughs> By the way, his uh, the, his like emoticon logo on Letterbox was a scrubbing bubble. Of course, it was. So <laughs> no, yeah, it was. I don't know. It was either that or maybe it was like the... No, it wasn't a scrubbing bubble. It was one of the like pink bubbles with the blue smiley face that was on like the like the Johnson's bubble bath bottle. Got it. Okay. Like, like That's the no, what it was. The no tears like, formula. Yeah, like Mr. Bubble or something like that. <laughs> okay. So, all right. What's your outside insight? Mine comes from the Internet Movie Database. Mine is it's a 10 out of 10 review. Ooh, I, I love it. I know. We want opposites this time. You're, usually, yeah, we did. Usually, we both do good reviews or, or negative reviews. Exactly. Mine's a, mine's a 10 out of 10. This is from Randy Chenault 22 and this was actually posted uh, just a few months ago, uh, July 2022, uh, as the time yeah, of my, this, mine, this recording. Mine was January 2022. Nice. A movie that's... Uh, that's almost 40 years old now. Wow. Yeah. People are just discovering it. So, most horror movies do not have a story. Might as well just watch clips from the slasher parts if that's what you like. This movie is very well done. The remake sucked, by the way. Watch this movie oh. if you have never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he does he doesn't want to reveal too much though. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I feel like this person is is taking like like a like a like an English learner class and this I is how they so, yeah. this is how they're, they're practicing. Yeah, I think a bot wrote this review. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this movie if you've not seen it before. This movie is very well done. <laughs> ten, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they had to. They don't. They didn't have to check the box and pick the palm trees before they entered this review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's our outside insights. And finally, folks, it's the moment in the show you've been waiting for. Our a signature, a segment, the three, two, one, where Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one huh about the movie we've been talking about. Oz, what are your three goods for 1985's Fright Night? Uh my first good, I thought this was a great blending of 80s horror and hammer horror coming together. Um, I just, I really, I, hammer horror is is very much an acquired taste. It's not bad. Like, yeah. I enjoy it, but you really have to be in the right frame of mind to watch a hammer horror film. Because if you think, I want to watch a horror film, you probably don't mean hammer horror. Yeah. Um, because it's very atmospheric, it's very gothic, mm -hmm. and that's and that's really where Peter Vincent comes in. Uh, but even still, like there was just 
blending of like you've got 80s you know the obviously full-blown 80s horror going on but like you would still throw in like like pipe organ music underneath like even just the blending of the music with some of the scenes it was just i really liked it so i really like that blending of 80s horror and hammer horror Mm -hmm. conjoining um by far one of the coolest movie posters of all time uh I love the movie po- I always oh, love yeah, the movie yeah, this, poster. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that would stick out to you as you're walking through oh, the local yeah. video Abs- store. Absolutely. And so it caught my eye every time. Just it, and it, and it really nails the atmosphere of the movie too of, you know, you got a vampire like in the clouds hanging over a house. It's just a really really effective movie mm-hmm. poster. So that's my second good. And my third great directorial debut for Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, you know, really like you see a lot of actors in their in their director or not actors i'm sorry you see a lot of directors and their their first movie is typically lacking only because they've never done it before um but this one like there's just a lot of attention to detail that really made it effective like even early on where um you know the very first scene where charlie's looking out the window as the neighbors are carrying in a coffin and that just happens to be what's on TV at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like just that, that foresight into like building the scenes with multiple layers. Um, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously never directed a movie before, but that's still, that's pretty advanced stuff. Yeah. Than just telling just a very singular thread plot line all the way through. Um, so there's, there was good layers to this. And so, A very smart and very well done doc or directorial debut by Tom Holland. So those are my three. How about you? Sure. My three, I'm going to go with the Ed Wolf death sequence for the, for, for, for the first one. So you'd mentioned before that, you know, Ed had turned, transformed himself into a wolf and was charging at a Peter Vincent. And Peter has, you know, like a table leg or something like that. And, and he basically Ed kind of leaps onto it and he tumbles in his weight. Yeah drives it through so it wasn't right. so much what peter did it was just kind of ed ed's exactly. mistake but uh after he gets staked there's this very slow methodical like detransformation scene mm-hmm. in which ed is a wolf and he slowly transforms back into a person and so it's it's almost like the opposite of like an american werewolf in london right right where you see the slow transformation from human to wolf but this time you see it the other way around and eventually he ends up just back as ed yeah. So great practical effects and the editing there, and Peter's kind of mourning him, and yeah, it's just oh. yeah, and he re- that added a lot of touch to that scene too. Is just you're right. I I love how you said Peter's he's mourning him. Like yeah. he didn't he doesn't want to kill anybody, but he realizes that this is this is what we've had to deal with. Yeah, so there was a, there was a, there there was a yeah. lot of like sorrow in his look as he's watching him yeah. detransform. So I thought that was a, a, a an amazing little sequence there. Uh, my second would be uh, just sort of like the, the the tension in the club sequence. Uh, you know, as Charlie's on the phone trying to get a hold of the cops, trying to get a hold of Peter. You know, there's this this sequence building. You know, out on the, on the dance floor there, and it's it's a little it's a little cringy with the age difference between the two. So yeah. I acknowledge that. However, just the the sequence overall, I I thought just added uh, had the right degree of tension to it. Uh, and, uh, you know, she, and she's, she knows, she knows what's going on. Like she knows in her head, but like she, and you feel like there's like a compulsion she has to act along with it. Like, like she, she looks said, in the mirror and she sees, yeah. he, there's no reflection there. So she knows exactly in her head what's going on, but she can't stop herself. Well, she's hypnotized. Yeah. And as a, and as a person that you've, I think you've seen me hypnotized. I've been yeah. hypnotized a couple of times and it's, it, I completely understand the thought process she's in. Both times I was hypnotized on stage, you know, for whatever show, I knew in my head what I was doing was ridiculous, mm-hmm. but I could not stop myself from doing it. Um, and so it is, it, it is a, it's a very eerie feeling, uh, especially in her sense. In mine, it was all comedic because that's what I was there for. I mm-hmm. never felt in danger, but, but yeah, for her, you're right. It was, she was very aware, but there's nothing she could do. She was, you know, she was in this trance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, my last one will go with evil Ed's voice and shrieks <laughs> or, you know, or the actor, Stephen Jeffries shrieks, whatever. Again, as, as we've narrowed his age down from the character from th- somewhere in the thir- early teens to mid thirties. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, just a really fun horror voice and horror screams and, and whatnot. So as those are my three goods, what are your two bads? 
Um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go the same uh, route, but in a little different direction. My uh, my first bat is Stephen Jeffries. Yep. Um, you know everything I've seen him in, and I, admittedly, it's not a lot, but he. I get the feeling that if you ran into Stephen Jeffries on the street, he's going to act, he's going to act the exact same way. Yeah. Um, there's a, when there's a sequel to this movie, Fright Night two, uh, this movie did very well and they offered it basically to bring everybody back. Um, Tom Holland and Chris Sarandon could not do it as they had moved on to do child's play together. And, uh, Stephen Jeffries turned it down because he was offered um, the main role in a Robert England directed movie called 976 Evil. <laughs> um, and you may as well have called that movie 976 Evil Ed because <laughs> it's the exact same performance. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's just like I, I mentioned earlier, everything's kind of cranked up to 11. Um, but, but it's the same you know, it's this, it's the same performance, you know, this other movie. So everything I've seen him in, he's acting the exact same way. Sure. Um, you know, he did have a, a career, uh, cause he was in other li- very, very like straight to move straight to TV or, mm. you know, whatever. But he, I know he also had a, a flourishing, um, uh, adult career. Uh, you know, uh, he, he did some other types of videos. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, I think probably more well known in that era and mm. that <laughs> the back room of the video store than, than the horror section of the video store. <laughs> Perhaps heard him shrieking there as well. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, so that's my first bad. My second bad, and this was very, I had to really search for this one. Mm. Um, so Marcy Darcy's hair is short and brown and then she gets bitten and now it's long and red. Yeah. Uh, and then after Jerry dies, it's back to being short and brown again. And really, this whole movie takes place over the span of like three or four days yeah. at most. Uh, and so that was it. Is it's like, why was her vampiric hair like frizzy and red? And <laughs> it's like, it wasn't like, yeah. you know, it, I don't know. It just, especially once you got the vampire makeup going, it was really hard to identify her as the same actress. Yeah. Because of all the facial makeup and the different hairstyle. Like it, it was completely different. So that's my second bad is just the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the dance club to vamped out to Charlie's bedroom. were all like 24 hours. And then, but she had three, she went from like, she changed hairstyles in between. So yeah. that was my second bad. How about you? My bads. I'm going to, I'm going to start with naive authority figures. Oh Yeah. Yeah, just it's it, the eighties. Yeah, it's the eighties. You get your naive authority figures again. Not that Charlie had much of a, a credibility to go with there, but you right. know, like like the, the mom, the police, even you know Peter. You know, like they yeah they they just dismissed him completely. They didn't didn't give him or his story any kind of benefit of the doubt. Right. Um, you know, dis- despite his pleas and despite how how earnestly he felt about it, so naive naive eighties authorities. Sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at it too. I mean, it, and you're really onto something. Like they did the same thing in Gremlins. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing in Goonies. They did the same thing in Nightmare on Elm Street. Like anytime you try to get the police involved, the police just like you're a crazy kid. You're just yeah. a kid. What do you know? Um, but again, that also then leads to the adventure of the kid fighting the bad. So, yeah. but, but yeah, we've come a long way because now I don't feel like movies today, like the police are as dismissive. Uh, it's just like the evil is so powerful that the police really can't stop it either. But yeah, but yeah, so absolutely dismissive authority figures. Uh, my other bad is just going to be, and this is also kind of an, kind of an eighties trope, like the, in, in, in some ways, the incapable female lead. Like, yeah. you know, Marcy Darcy doesn't have a lot of agency. Like, yeah, she tried coming up with, like, you know, she had the little plan to try to trick Charlie into believing that Jerry's not really a vampire. But then, you know, she's easily uh, hypnotized and taken in and turned into the bad guy's slave and all that stuff. Yeah. So, right. yeah, Marcy Mar- Marcy Darcy could have been treated a little bit better here. Yeah. And even you, you could make the, I mean, I could see one making the argument of like, yeah, but the 80s was full of final girls. Yeah, but a lot of those final girls just kind of luck their way into being the final girl. Yeah. Um, you know, with the exception of like Nancy Thompson and Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, where she actually was 
the driving force and created a plan. But like every final girl in a Friday the 13th movie is just there because she just made it. Like, yeah. It wasn't, it, I just, I didn't happen to be in front of the machete that time is really why they're, <laughs> they're still alive and that's yeah. it. Um, yeah. Nobody really, you know, has a plan to defeat the evil, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Marcy Darcy was just kind of, she was there. Mm-hmm. All right. Oz, what's your one? Huh? Why do the long lost loves of vampires always seem to look like the, like the, like the leads yeah. romantic partner? Like, you know, uh, this is, we really, this is what our third vampire movie we've covered. Yes. And two of them have had like whoever the lead actor is, his romantic partner is who Dracula loved eons ago. Yeah. And, and no difference here. It's like, we uncover the painting and it's like, that looks just like Amy. <laughs> well, of course it does. It's because it's a, it's a painting of Marcy Darcy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so that's my huzz. It's like, I, I mean, I get it. Like even the Dracula novel, I get it, but it's like, come on, we could do something else. Like, yeah. it's like, I was, ex- I haven't seen the Twilight movies, but I'm sure if there was like a, a prequel we would see like edward having a portrait of Kristen stewart like way back in you know it's like it just doesn't <laughs> this doesn't make sense so yeah especially when i guess we'll go another beat here especially when you make a vampire movie that feels like it was like it's based in the 80s so like marcy darcy looks like an 80s female mm-hmm. yeah why does she still look like an 80s female in your portrait Maybe it was the 1680s. <laughs> the thir- 1380s. It was. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think of that. So yeah. what's your huh? My huh is, why didn't Jerry just just kill Charlie and Judy at the beginning of the movie? Like I don't know. Like, he, he was able to get himself invited in. He could have taken out both of them and just... Oh, yeah. And just, just been done. Just been yep. done with it. But no, he decided to toy around with them and he ended up getting himself killed. Just, just, I, be, I, just be a lethal predator, Jerry. That's what you are. I like, I like the little scene. I didn't mention it in the plot where, uh, where Charlie's like army crawling across, the, like under the bushes to like yeah. spy on him next door, and and Jerry's eating that apple. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like in one bite takes out like ninety percent of the apple. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> and then like tosses it over towards the bushes so that he could walk over there to get it, mm-hmm. and then that's when Charlie's mom comes hollering for him on the front porch because he's a teenage boy and his mom still calls him in after dark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that scene where he bites into that apple and it's like, man, he ate like all of that apple in one bite. That was a big that was bite. Pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah, unhinged the jaw there and took, <laughs> took that out. Unless it was like the Clementine version of an apple, and it was like. <laughs> Clement time. Well, he, it was he like, bit right through the core like, too. I know. So he's probably gonna have a bellyache. Yes. There's arsenic and apple seeds. Yeah, he, his tummy not gonna feel too good after that one. <laughs> he's gonna grow an apple tree down there. <laughs> that's that's what the folklore tells me. That's that's yeah, vampire lore. Yeah. So that, folks, is eighty five's fright night. Week two of Man Bat Month. I know Man Bat Month. Uh-huh. Uh, next week, next week's your week. It is. It is my week. What kind of like ramped up horrific movie are we going to mm-hmm. watch next week? Yeah, something that really brings the scares. I want gore. We have. I want gore. I want. I want screams. I want terror. I want to be on the edge of my seat. Oh, what my, movie my are you friend. Gonna, we are going to check. Are we're checking all those boxes for you. With, oh, good. Yes. <laughs> We're getting them all with Dracula dead and loving it. Oh my gosh, not Nin- that one. Yes, that one. 1995's Mel Brooks directed Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it meets our criteria for the month. It, it does. Has, it has a vampire and it has a bat. So It does. It has, the, it has the, the, the bat version it, of the vampire. And it has Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> so, you know, horror, horror icon Leslie Nielsen. Yes, you, horror icon. You, You've seen him in Prom Night. I mean, and I guess Forbidden Planet, but really that's it. Just mm-hmm. those two. So Poor next, icon. Next week, Dracula Dead and Loving It. We will have some fun with that movie. And as you know, I have never seen Dracula Dead and Loving I, It. I haven't either. 
So I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're gonna hate it though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I got a feeling it's gonna be one of those movies where it'll have some moments because it's a Mel oh, Brooks yeah. movie. It can't yeah. not have some. No, moments. exactly. But overall, it'll be yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm. In all fairness, yeah. though, I, I was gonna say it's 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 late stage Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, as did I. So it may not be completely terrible, but no. We'll have some we'll laughs. You know. Yeah, we'll have some if, laughs. If, we'll have some fun. Maybe Otis Nixon will be here with us. He may. You know, my <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp will probably make an appearance. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Bubble Bath or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Bubble Bath. He'll be here. All right. Well, that wraps up another week of Let's Talk About Flicks. Uh, next week, like you said, we'll be back with uh, with the scariest movie of the month, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find us on social media. So, social media. Social media. Social, <laughs> social media. <laughs> right. You can find us on the internet, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you know, you, of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can listen to our podcast. If you're listening to our podcast, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, we will be back next week for episode 51. Beep, 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 beep. We're episode. rounding the corner. We're that much closer oh, yeah. to 100. We're almost at a year. I we're know. almost we're almost ready to start season two. Season two. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about flicks. Bigger season budget. Two. More actors. <laughs> more plot lines. <laughs> right. We're going to cover multiple movies a week. <laughs> with, with multi-cam. I don't know. We'll Probably. see. We'll see Oz's evil twin make an appearance <laughs> right, right. in season two. <laughs> yeah, that and more. <laughs> season two. <laughs> Not much more. Uh, no, 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 no. Maybe I'll blur my background for season two. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll clarify mine. I don't know. But either way, guys, we will be back next week with episode 51, Dracula Dead Loving It. Again, you can find us on the internet uh, at all your favorite social media outlets. Uh, if you do want to chip in and support the show, you can hit us up on Patreon down below. Uh, we appreciate it if you do. Uh, drop us a comment if there's any movie you'd like for to see us cover. We do have a couple in the pipeline that I uh, need to get on the list so we can start working around them. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, thanks again for joining us. Hope you had a good time, and we will see you next week.